every morning. Arabile Gumede and Anastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. 7.43, so let's get into our next little topic here now. And uh, it's been quite interesting to take a note of just how the markets have fared over the last few uh, years in particular. It hasn't necessarily blown the lights out, but one sector that will comfortably beat uh, bonds, according to Ashburton, is the bonds. And it seems that uh, Greg Greg Davies, who of course joins us in studio, is in agreement with that one. So let's chat about just how significant and how how things could easily outperform inflation this year in the bond market. Albert Buerta, Head of Fixed Income Portfolio Management at Ashburton Investments, joins us on the line. That's quite a lot of confidence there by saying easily outperform. Uh, good morning. Um, well, uh, we've actually had quite a good start to the year. I mean, bonds did about almost 3% in January. So if you think inflation is going to average cl- close to 5, uh, we've done 3% of that already. So uh, it seems to be well justified at the moment. So we're saying then, I mean, look, people should be diversifying nonetheless, but it seems to be a, a diversification to the bond market more than anything else right now. So yes, I mean, bonds... As uh, as one of its primary purposes, fulfills the role of diversification in broader portfolios. So um, the primary way that people get exposure to the bond market is through investing in portfolios, asset-allocation-type portfolios like balance funds or stable funds that have a portion of bonds where the manager has the capability to, say, reduce equity exposure or reduce other other sector exposures and to increase their bond exposures. Mm. In in. in yeah. In including or increasing your bond exposure, then one has to be cognizant, however, of you know which sort of areas you go into. Yes, over the last three years, for example, uh, we've seen bonds return 15.4 percent, 11 percent, and then 7.4 percent, respectively, though. But it is declining. So, um, 2016 and 2017 were pretty good years for the bond market, as you said, 2018 last year was 7.4. But I mean, even if you look at last year, if inflation averaged just a little bit below five, giving you seven and let's call it close to seven and a half percent from bonds, um, gave you CPI plus two, CPI plus two and a half percent in the bond market, which is actually pretty close to the historical averages. The um, the, the bond market in 2016 and 2017 and hopefully 2019, it it looks like it should be outperforming its uh, its long term trends, which is generally a good time to be in an asset asset class. Yeah, and I suppose staying in there for as long as possible also is, is, is really the good thing. I think that's, that's the element here that I think investors are worried that, you know, they've, they've kind of seen their equity portfolios perhaps not do as well as they would have liked and perhaps staying in for the long run. Have you found that people are staying in longer? Are they going to continue to, to wear out the storm? There has definitely been a shift in, in the market from the more aggressive portfolios to the more conservative portfolios. With the disappointment of the equity markets the last couple of years, uh, that is certainly a trend we're seeing. Um, a lot of investors are actually moving all the way down into almost the most conservative portfolios that they can find. Um, but over the long run, that's not really a sustainable strategy. You have to think about at least having a, a, a section of your money exposed to assets that are looking to, to beat inflation by a couple of percentage points. But it's understandable that, that clients become disenfranchised or disenchanted with, uh, with asset classes that promised them 6 and 7% above inflation and have struggled to, uh, to, 
gain that. The reality is over the long term, that's probably where you should be. But in the short term, you may want to think about allocating to more conservative portfolios. Yeah, I suppose. With, But now the question for me, however, has always been what happens with the likes of ESCOM? Those, those, those and the other SOEs are major risks. And that could certainly hurt in terms of ratings, downgrades and the like, which then could impact that bond market. Yes, I mean, it certainly will. But um, ratings downgrades or difficulties with ESCOM is likely to impact all the financial markets in Africa, not just the bond market. It's likely to impact the equity markets as well. Um, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a risk that is relatively broadly spread regardless of where you, you're invested. And if you think that in um, 2016 and 2017 and 2015, we saw, saw the departure of uh, a couple, three finance ministers over that period, still bonds have done relatively well. So bonds seem to weather the storm over the long term, as long as the financial institutions um, remain relatively uh, well governed. Um, and hopefully the, the issues we have with ESCOM is more geared towards the they're solving and, uh, and and the ending of, of the uncertainty in the problems uh, and the discovery of what problems there are still that we may not know about rather than, I suppose, further deterioration. Albert Boerta, I appreciate your time this morning. Head of Fixed Income Portfolio Management at Ashburton Investment. That bond market set to outperform inflation this year.